The sun is shining, the snow is clearing, the flowers are blooming, and people are back out and about in the great outdoors. But for some, the start of spring signals more than just the end of winter. It can also signal the start of seasonal allergy season. For some, we have never had any seasonal allergies, and then they developed out of nowhere. For others, this has simply been an unavoidable part of our spring or fall seasons. But did you know, there's still many things you can do to manage your allergy symptoms. We'll talk about these strategies along with how these allergies develop in the first place on today's discussion on the sidelines. Joining us on the sidelines today to talk about seasonal allergies is Kayla Miller, a biology graduate, teacher candidate, and one of our Science for Everyone directors. Thank you for joining us, Kayla. It's good to be back, June. Oh, and we have a a doozy of a topic because I'm sure tons of people are experiencing this uh, around now, but, you know, hopefully not, but every single year possibly as well. And I wanted to ask as simple of a question as I can to just really start this off. So what is a seasonal allergy? I'm sure we might know what an allergy is, but what is a seasonal allergy and how does that work? Yeah, so I'm actually one of the lucky people who does not have seasonal allergies. I feel like I'm like a unicorn amongst (laughs) all these poor people with seasonal allergies. Um, But a seasonal allergy is different from a regular allergy like a peanut allergy or an allergy to a medication um, because it fluctuates based on environmental factors like pollen and uh, molds. So it tends to fluctuate in the spring and in the fall in Canada where we live, whereas other allergies will be consistent regardless of the environment. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense because I guess there's no pollen in winter, so you wouldn't really be allergic to anything during the wintertime. But when the pollen is back out during like, you know, spring, summer, fall, then maybe you might be allergic to those in particular. Exactly. Right. Okay. And I think it's also important to to kind of understand how does an allergy in and of itself work? Like, why is it that like something that's like pollen, you know, technically should be harmless? Why is it that we kind of have this huge, huge reaction? So how does this allergy even work in the first place? Yeah, so allergies are just an overreaction of your immune system. We've heard tons about our immune systems, about antibodies throughout the past couple of years. Um, So your antibodies are proteins that are programmed to fight foreign substances. Something enters your bloodstream, your antibodies are there to fight it. That's their job. Um, Sometimes they get confused, (laughs) as we all do. Um, They see a, a particle of pollen that's entering through your sinuses. They might confuse that as an invader that could potentially harm your system, right? So those antibodies get a little bit confused, they overreact, and this causes like the swelling of your sinuses, it causes your runny nose, your watery eyes, all those allergy symptoms. Um, And because each person's immune system is so unique, every different person will have a different reaction to the same stimuli. So if I ingest pollen through my nose, or if you ingest pollen through your nose, we're going to have different reactions because we have different immune systems. Oh, well, so to be like to the way I understand it, it's basically when our immune system goes kind of haywire and reacts to something it shouldn't. And that last part you said, I think it's very interesting that, you know, like you said, you might not you, like you personally uh, don't have any uh, seasonal allergies. But even for people who do have seasonal allergies, they like some people can like, get like, I don't know, like watery eyes. Some people can have sneezing or maybe a combination. So even the symptoms that you can experience are all different based on the person. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's very cool. 
So I know we already talked about pollen, but I was just curious about like more, like, cause there's definitely more things out there than pollen. So what kinds of things are you, people usually allergic to when they say they have seasonal allergies? Um, when someone has a seasonal allergy, it's, we always talk about pollen. Pollen's like the superstar of, um, seasonal allergies, <laughs> but it can also be caused by plants. Ragweed is a very common, uh, plant, at least in Southwestern Ontario that people get, uh, these strong seasonal allergic reactions to, or different types of molds. And those ragweed and the molds and the different plants, we tend to see um, more reactions to those in the fall instead of the spring, where it's more about the pollen. Oh, that's very interesting. So the seasonal allergies, you can have spring seasonal allergies and fall seasonal allergies, and they're allergies to completely different things. And like Maybe there's even like summer and winter seasonal allergies out there too. Is that true? Yeah. So if you think about like the life cycle of plants, right? In the spring, the pollinators are pollinating the flowers and the leaves. And then towards the end of the summer, we have fruit. So the pollen is still there, but it's not as in bloom as it is in the spring. Um, towards the end of the summer, the beginning of fall, plants like ragweed are having a heyday because it's nice and warm during the day, but it's cooler at nighttime. So those conditions allow them to grow and then they spread, they spread their seeds everywhere and then people get sneezy. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm definitely one of those people with uh, pretty bad seasonal allergies like on some days and then absolutely nothing on others. So it is very interesting. And to to think that it's all lined up with like a plant's life cycle or something like that. You know, this this plant is just trying their best out here to grow during the spring, but you know, has devastating effects on me and probably other, you know, people with uh, seasonal allergies. So that's interesting that it's all just based on when things bloom, when things are growing and all that kind of stuff. Cool. So I also feel like I have seasonal allergies, like depending on location and also not just like if I'm in the garden or like at a park, but also like some days I feel completely fine. Other days they're completely terrible. And, you know, I'm originally from Calgary and sometimes in Calgary, I don't have any seasonal allergies. And then sometimes I go to Toronto and then in Toronto, I'll have really bad seasonal allergies. So you know, there's so much variance in here. So I wanted to ask, what kinds of factors can affect how severe your seasonal allergies are? Are you sure you're not just allergic to Toronto? Is that that, maybe that really could be the case? <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll go try check out Vancouver and see if I have any allergies there. And then that would probably seal the deal. It might be a Toronto thing. <laughs> might be a Toronto thing. But if it's not that you're allergic to Toronto, um, there's three main environmental factors that affect the severity of the symptoms of seasonal allergies. Um, so the three main environmental factors are temperature, wind, and precipitation. Um, so for temperature, a lot of different pollens will thrive when it's cool at night, but it's warm in the daytime. Ooh, I see. It's just, that's how the plant grows. So if it's nice and warm in the daytime, and then it's cool at night, like it is often in the springtime uh, in Canada, the pollen will just go crazy. And they love that. They grow they blossom, they bloom, and then we have lots of pollen. Mm -hmm. So that increases the volume, I could say, of the pollen. So that's the first environmental factor. Uh, the next one is wind. So pollen are these tiny little particles that can easily get swept up in the wind. So on days where it's not windy, it's less likely that you'll have those strong um, seasonal allergy symptoms because the pollen isn't dancing around in the wind for you to 
sniff up into your nose. <laughs> Very interesting. Nice. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is precipitation. So this one kind of works both ways to like increase pollen, but also decrease it at the same time. Um, so rain will wash away pollen because it's water. It washes stuff away. Mm -hmm. um, but we see an increase in the pollen counts after rainfall. So it could work either way. But yeah, those are our three environmental factors. That's very interesting. Yeah. Especially that last one with the rain, because like the way I see it is, you know, this is by no means an expert opinion. But, you know, if the rain potentially contributes to the growth cycle of a bunch of these plants, then that does make sense that after rainfall, which is, you know, water, something that plants need, uh, that they have increases in growth, or at least it contributes to their cycle. And that means more allergens, uh, you know, whether that be pollen or whether that be the other ones you talked about, like ragweed or molds, uh, you know, the, the rain in and of itself contributes to the, to the cycle and then creates more allergens, but at the same time, it washes away some allergens. So, you know, I guess rain's kind of a, a toss up, but that's very interesting, especially that wind, can you know a windy day can make me more allergic and, and sneezy than a less windy day i've never thought of it that way and now every single time i go outside i will you know think about how windy it is and then think about how bad my allergies are on that day i'll always think about now <laughs> yeah and it goes back to the idea that if i'm in vancouver or if i'm in toronto vancouver tends to get more precipitation in the springtime than right. toronto so you might have more severe symptoms if you're hanging out in Vancouver, enjoying the mountains and the orca whales, or if you're in Toronto, sitting on the CN Tower with Drake. So it just <laughs> depends. <laughs> right. So the city does actually kind of matter in, in that regard, I guess. Well, wow, very interesting. So I think this is probably the most important question, maybe something that everyone is here uh, to get some tips on. But how can you avoid or at least reduce the symptoms of seasonal allergies? Is there anything I can do or am I just to bear through all the sneezes and rubbing of eyes and all whatnot? So the sad news is we can never make seasonal allergies go completely away. At least medicine hasn't advanced that far quite yet. Um, but there are a couple tips that can help you avoid or at least reduce your symptoms uh, of your seasonal allergies. So the first one is to check the pollen count before engaging in outdoor activities. This is really simple. You can just Google pollen count. You can go on the weather network and you can look up the pollen count for your area where you are going to engage in your outdoor activities. And if your symptoms are really strong when the pollen count is high, maybe change your activities to an indoor activity, um, which is kind of miserable for the summertime, but <laughs> that's a, a preventative step that you can take. Another um, idea for you is to keep a journal of where and when your allergy symptoms are occurring. So just keeping a record, even if it's a note in your phone saying, okay, it's May 25th and it's a sunny day and I'm at the park and I have all these symptoms and my symptoms are itchy eyes, runny nose, just to keep track of that. And that'll help you identify potential triggers for you because it'll look different depending on the person. And the last tip uh, for you is to just speak to your healthcare provider or an allergist to discuss your treatment options after you've been recording where and when your symptoms are happening. Um, speak to a professional. The internet is no substitute for an actual human's input because they can personalize your treatment options and maybe um, they have more tips for you. So 
definitely check with an allergist or your healthcare provider. Great. Awesome. And and definitely it does seem like kind of like a trial and error or like almost like a detective work kind of thing, because, you know, there's no guarantee you're specifically allergic to pollen. Like maybe it's one of the other, you know, uh, seasonal allergens. So I, I really like that general idea, you know, f- finding expertise and checking all the pollen count, small things that we can do to helpful, hopefully make our lives a little bit more bearable during the seasonal allergy season. But uh, thank you so much, Kayla, for all your information and all your insights. Really, really awesome stuff. And thank you again for tuning in and remember to subscribe for more conversations and some insightful answers to your questions about the science impacting your world. If you want to learn more about the immune system or any of the other topics we've talked about on the show, visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok at Sci for Everyone and on our website at www.scienceforeveryone.ca. 